Welcome to Device Casting Couch Season 1, Episode 1. I am Ryan. Today with me is Aaron. Hello, everyone. The topics we're going to be covering today are how traveling could ruin your life, French Wally parks your car, and cow coitus heats up in England. Oh, I can't wait to hear about the cow coitus one. I'm wondering yes. how that's going to heat up England. <laughs> it relates to IT, I promise. Oh, you sure? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so the first topic uh, you researched, so tell us about that. So I'm reading from the register. Um, it says, on September 8th, Marriott received an alert from their internal security tool regarding attempt to access the Starwood Guest Reservation Database. 327 million guest bookings, including their name, departure date, date of birth, passport, arrival and departure, and communication preferences were leaked, and somehow Marriott didn't find this out around the two years that this data was being collected, <coughs> and just now figured this out. Jeez. How'd they figure it out? Well, apparently their internal auditing tool finally uh, revealed that information to them and their security team immediately took action. The noticeable thing is they didn't bring down their website at all. People were still making bookings. Uh, it extended to their um, their app as well as their website, as well as all of their hotel brands under them. So you potentially have all of your travel information out there, your your passport, your ID information, because you know when you book into a hotel, mm. they actually take all of your travel documents as well, like your passport information. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know we trust these people to keep this information private, and turns out they're they're not doing a very good job. So you said um, everyone under them. What other like companies or entities are under Marriott? Yeah. So Marriott now owns SPG, which SPG was the one that was affected. Okay. Um, it's unclear at this point whether or not um, the rest of them were fed. Like, of course, Marriott's under that brand. Um, you know, um, don't know all the other ones off the top of my head. Um, there's like the W and all, uh, mm. you know, all the other ones. Can't exactly remember. You have to Google it. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, SPG was affecting. They're they're compromising all that information. Um, their their IT professionals didn't realize until it was way too late. It's been going on for two years. Someone's gonna get fired. Someone hasn't been fired. Ah. They called in an internal uh, <laughs> internal auditing agency to look at their stuff, but the the flaw with what they did was they didn't bring anything down at all. Yeah. So yeah. customers, of course, with a business that size, you can't expect them to. Yeah. Um, apparently, they're not the only one though. Through f further research, turns out Uber lost everyone's information in 2016 as well. Um, IHG lost all travelers' credit card information as well um, in 2016. Hyatt in 2015, um, Hilton in 2016 as well, and then Starwood, you know, recently. And I think that shows a, you know, these hotel chains are so vast, they have such a large enterprise, yeah, you know. Yeah. What steps are they taking to ensure that this is secure? Yeah. And, you know, you know, you go on a trip, you, you know, you're relaxing, you're not really looking to lose everything in your life that's important. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing you're not giving them is your social security number. Yeah. And, they're losing everything else. It's I mean, not hard to get anyways. They even turn out that your credit card details are, may have been lost, but they yeah. won't tell you how, and they won't tell you why. It's kind of like the Amazon breach. Where so, like, we know something was lost, but you don't need to know what. So we don't know like who's behind it or anything like that? No, not at this point, no. Is there any way to check if your information has been leaked? We're relying on the internal auditing company to tell ah, us that. yes. But Marriott, the interesting thing is Marriott does not have to tell you if it was breached and what was breached. How does that work? It's so, your info. No, 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 no. Apparently it's not. You know, in this data-driven world that we have now, it doesn't belong to you anymore. So they don't have to tell you what was lost. All they have to tell you is there was a breach. 
Really? Yes. So you just have to monitor your own credit? Yes, basically. Creditkarma.com <laughs> will help you out with that. <laughs> they don't sponsor us. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> okay, so we don't know who's behind it. There's no way to check. They just said there was a breach. Yeah, and they won't really tell you what. They said there may have been the possibility of credit cards being lost. Which, you know, they're not informing their own customers on if they need to cancel or renew credit cards yeah. in order to prevent them from being used by someone in China. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. what time frame was this? Oh, so this, was, can... this was in 2018, October of 2018. Okay. So, so is this still affecting people or? Not currently. I don't, I don't think so. It's, it's pretty unclear. Marriott hasn't released a lot of information well, on yeah, whether okay. or not this is still affecting people or whether or not they haven't even said what caused the breach to happen in the first place, mm-hmm. which is an issue all its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you were affected by it, would you be able to take legal action against... Against Marriott? Yeah. Unfortunately, probably not. I'm not a lawyer, to go ahead and put that out there, but unfortunately <laughs> the the terms and conditions that you sign when you check into a hotel give them the right to use that information. It doesn't necessarily give them the right to lose it, but they had the right to have it in the first place. So. And that's not, there's something called PCI compliance, Mm -hmm. which for credit cards, they can definitely be sued for stuff like that. But at this point, I don't know if there's a way to sue someone for losing your date of birth. Because it depends on if that date of birth is tagged to you. Like, you just get, you know, 11, 12, 92. We don't know who that belongs to. Yeah. Could belong to any one of us. Yeah, that's true. So I think, I think there needs to be a lot of investigation done there. Unfortunately, in the time that I was looking this up, I didn't have time to look at the legal ramifications for Marriott. Hmm. I know they're being talked to by the uh, the FTC, Federal Trade Commission. Okay. Who knows? Their stock plummeted 35 cents, a whole 35 <laughs> cents, guys. Ooh. <laughs> Apparently not enough, enough public interest in uh, losing all their crap. <laughs> so, so if they're able to have your info... Mm-hmm. And, and you sign that away. Are they able to also sell your info? Yes. Yes, they are. A lot of companies end up doing that actually without your consent. Your email company sells your email every day of the week. That's why you can make a brand new email and then a year later you'll have a bunch of spam sitting in there even if you never use it. And there's no nope. legal ramifications? No. Nope. Terms of conditions. That's why we're not reading them for some reason. We just go down to the bottom and click accept. But then again, Jeez. who has time? Well, Who has yeah, time to I mean, read terms yeah. and conditions? And they're usually worded in such a way that you wouldn't understand it anyways. And how would you be able to, like I look at this in a larger scheme, if you can't trust some of the, like we, we look at Target. Mm-hmm. Target, who had that massive credit yeah. card breach a couple years ago. Yeah. I don't know all the details about it, but you know we can't even trust big box retailers to keep our information safe nowadays. Yeah. And you know, you're putting so much personal information out there, like just on a credit card, there's your name, the expiration date. Yeah. You know, what company it's with, like, they already have most of the information they need to access your account. Yeah. And then knowing if banks they nowadays, to. they'll probably tell them all the extra yeah. information. Yeah. That's pretty scary. Um, I remember the story uh, just about companies tracking you, uh, bringing up Target again, mm-hmm. um, where a guy, his, uh, his daughter kept on getting coupons for, uh, like, birth control and, like, mm-hmm like baby related uh, items and he went to Target and complained about it and said why are you sending my you know my young daughter all this all this uh, these coupons and um, you know related articles to to all these items and uh, they said well we were in 
we're tracking her through the system of what she usually buys and what she usually, uh, you know, handles and stuff like that. And uh, it turns out she was pregnant. Hmm. And that, that's so the, is that done through like a search algorithm that they're using? Uh, I don't I don't believe so. It's based on her buying habits. So they oh, track what okay. you're buying and what you're clicking on on their website. Well, that's like Amazon. Yeah. Amazon does yeah. it all the time. Yeah, like, exactly. Were you looking for this book? Like, yeah, I Googled it three days ago. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, those companies, obviously. But should they be legal? I mean, I, I don't think it should, to be honest. There are I, so many different avenues that businesses could go through to make money. And they don't have to go that route. I mean, look at look at uh, DuckDuckGo. Mm. Like I, I was just looking at their the um, their articles uh, a couple days ago, and they were talking about how they make money off of their their website and how it differs from like Google. And they were saying uh, DuckDuckGo it offers ads, but it's only ads based on your what you're searching. It doesn't actually make a profile like Google does. It doesn't store the profile. It just says, okay, you search for toasters, and it pops up with an ad that said for you know whatever Sears or Walmart that says, hey, we have toasters on sale, and that's how they make their money. So the companies pay them uh, to put an ad on their page, but they don't actually track what you're doing. See, they just link it to to an ad. See, I think I think eventually we should get to a point where companies are held fiscally liable. Yeah. For losing data, and at this point, you know, for a billion dollar company like Google, if they mm-hmm. lose everyone's personal information yeah. all their emails yeah you know they're gonna get a couple million dollars like Google's a multi-billion dollar company a couple yeah. million dollars I mean they can pull out of the bank yeah easily yeah I mean you know there's no real even if there was a legal way to go after them mm-hmm. you're not gonna get much yeah to me yeah, and yeah. you million dollars is a ton well, yeah. but to Google they could they could pull that outside on a truck a couple million dollars yeah like, and yeah, I think that's the big thing. Like especially with all these, like I'm looking at a list right now on Business Traveler. Look at look at all these airlines, hotel chains, stores. Everyone who has lost all this information. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we have to use these services. We have to use Amazon. We have to use Google yeah. to to even access the basic functions of the internet anymore. Yeah. Um. You, you know, and we're we're giving away so much information. I mean, look at Facebook. Facebook <laughs> yeah. tracks your entire life without even yeah. knowing it. I mean, you give away so much data, and they sell that. Yeah, that's half of Facebook's business is selling your data. Yeah, it's to not other a secret. They, they, they sell your they data from Messenger. Yeah, and your FaceTime. They record some of that stuff. They can access things on your phone when you give them access. Like mm-hmm. people aren't realizing how their data is being used. You know, they're not IT professionals, and they shouldn't have to be. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I definitely agree. Um, Companies should be responsible for that. They just shouldn't be so greedy. And I mean, I understand they have to make money, but. As I said, there's so many other avenues that they could go through to make money, but they just get greedy and they want to make more money. And that's what that article with... uh, (laughs) We can talk about the greed of corporate America all day. We're going down that road, okay. But that that was what was pointed out in in the DuckDuckGo article, where they were saying DuckDuckGo is fully self-sufficient. I mean, they have income coming in. Is DuckDuckGo open source or is it owned by a company? Uh, That I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'd have to look that up. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, they, they said, you know, they were obviously making a, uh, making a point, making a difference between them and Google. Um, but they were saying they still make money off of this. And yet mm. Google does the same thing, but they go even more because they want to sell your data to make even more money. Mm. So then they're like, okay, well, let's build a profile on this person and then let's sell that to someone. 
I'm talking about uh, the French Wally parking the car. Yes. I'm, I'm interested to see how this relates to. Uh, well, it definitely does yeah, because yeah. it involves robotics. Well, you mean like Wally, like the Disney robot, right? That's what we're talking about, the little trash I mean, dumpster it kinda, thing? It kind of looks like Wally. Okay, we all can't see the picture, but yeah, it does. We'll oh, link it. Oh, wow, let me see. We'll link it. Oh, wow. So it's like. Okay. Well, little, we'll get into it. Has yeah. a little face. Yeah, we'll get into has it. a little friendly face and everything. Yeah, that way you can smile at people and make them feel good. Exactly. <laughs> that way the Terminator's not parking your car. <laughs> but yeah, this was um, published on Tech Explorer um, from March of this year, uh, 2019. And it's a French airport uh, made by Stanley Robotics. Made a robot that parks your car for you at the airport. So you pull up to the, the parking lot. Mm. You go out, you put your car on these little tracks. And it's basically like a like a forklift type system, and it takes your car, picks it up, and then parks it in the parking lot. Hmm. And they're saying the advantages to this obviously you save time because you can just get out of your car, let the little forklift forklift Wally take your car. Do they do they um, charge for this service? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Oh, it's free. Well, I need to go to that airport. What yeah. airport is this again? Uh, this is Leon Saint Exupery. Probably saying that wrong. Yeah, well, <laughs> Some French name. Yeah, we're uh, Americans. We don't. We don't really speak French. Yeah, I don't, I don't speak French. Um, but yeah, so uh, mainly standard robotics. But yeah, the, their main advantages, I guess, is saving time because uh, you can just get out of your car, give it to the freaking robot thing, and then you run in and catch your flight. But they also said that they can also park the car, cars closer because you don't have to open your door. Will they bring the car back to you? Yes. Or is, oh, they have really? to. They have to. Oh, really? Because so is it like a fully automated parking lot? Yes. Huh? It's a fully automated parking lot. So there, uh, you pull up to the thing, it takes your car, it parks it, but they park them like six inches away from each other. Hmm. So they said that they can turn their already existing parking lot, and once they uh, program the robots to, to work around the parking lot, uh, they said it can uh, have 50% more efficiency because you're not having people park their own cars. And you don't have to give them enough space to be able to open their doors or not ding the other cars. Um, so they basically stack them on top of each other. So is, is this kind of like the Google self-driving car? They're like tracks that the robot can read. Like I'm wondering, I'm wondering how it's driving around. If that makes sense. Yeah. I know the Google car uses a system of cameras mm -hmm. and everything. I'm I'm not exactly sure how they um, how they move around on their own. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't give any details of what what the actual like system that runs it. Um, but yeah, it just says that uh, there's several advantages. Um, they can park more than 500 vehicles in their parking lot that they were only able to park uh, 200 plus in before because people mm. were parking their own stuff. Um, but yeah, seems how, pretty. How uh, many of these robots do they have to they service? Have Twelve them? right now. Twelve. Okay. Yeah. Stanley Robotics. Stanley Robotics making yeah. big moves at parking cars. <laughs> Yeah, well, they have a uh, sorry. They have twelve cabins for vehicle drop off and collection. I'm not exactly sure how many robots they have. I imagine it's a lot, though. I I mean, I would imagine so. Yeah. If you're having people pull up as often as they do to airports, mm -hmm. um, you said it delivers your car as well. Yes, I'm going to that airport from now on. <laughs> yeah, I just want to see it. I want to see you, it in action. Can you imagine that in a larger airport like Atlanta or Chicago or Charles de Gaulle, mm -hmm. even in France? Like, I mean, I've been there and. I don't even know how they would implement a system like that. Like, I think that would be very expensive. Yes. But is it feasible? Like, I wonder how much they pay to implement this. Does it say how much the system costs? It does not, it? no. Mm. 
They they they're just as a trial a trial run at this airport, so they haven't really mm. released like the actual efficiency. They said it it could be a fifty percent more efficiency, um, but they just tried it out um, last month. So mm. we'll see uh, we'll see how that turns out. Interesting. Yes. What uh, else we got on the agenda here? Well, we have the cow coitus. Oh, uh, the so one I'm interested in hearing about. Yes. Let's hear it. So. Uh, this is in England. It was uh, it's an app made for farmers for cow farmers um, by Hector uh, Ar- uh, Argritech. And uh, is that a company or a person? Uh, it's a company. Oh, okay. Um, but Doug Barner is the CEO. Uh, this article off of Reuters. Uh, but basically, it is Tinder for cows. You've got to be kidding. <laughs> this is yeah. what we've devolved to as yes. a human race. So. <laughs> So you download this app as a farmer, right? And it it matches you up. You you upload your your cow's profile with like, you know your your cow's <laughs> your, your cow's characteristics, and then it's they, a cow. What do you mean the cow's? No characteristics? no no. This this is for breeding purposes, just like Tinder. So you <laughs> so <laughs> you upload your cow's characteristics, and it matches you with a bull that. Uh, you what know, you can, what you is the purpose of this? Like for cow good genetics? Or yes, something? exactly. Yeah. So you and you get to choose instead of going to an auction or going or like looking up all these different you know farms that have breeder bowls or something like that. You download this app and you can swipe left or right on. No, it doesn't. That, does yes, it really swipe it, left yes. or right? <laughs> yes, it does. Um, I bet this is made by Tinder, isn't it? No, it is not. It's made by uh, Hector Agritech. I think he might want to have a conversation with Tinder about stealing their stuff. (laughs) Yeah, they might have uh, some legal action. And it came out on Valentine's Day. Oh, did it? Um, Yes. Good. You can let your cows know they're not going to go without a mate. (laughs) Exactly. And uh, so far, they have listed over 50 million pounds. Oh, pounds. Worth of livestock. So sixty-four million dollars worth of livestock okay. are on this. I thought she was about to say fifty million cows. I'd be like, that is a no, no, lot no. of cows. I mean, freaking sixty-four Cow million sex going on. <laughs> I mean, it goes on whether we think about it or not. But sixty-four million worth of cows. I mean, but I just thought so that's going to be a lot of cows. Put two cows in a field together and they just. But you want the best. You want the soulmate. Yeah, but we're butchering cows. cows. We're butcher cows. No, no, no. Why do we care about their soulmate? The cow's soulmate. Because, I mean, okay, for practical reasons, it, it would be better, like, hereditary characteristics. We're butchering them. Well, not all the time. Ryan, we're butchering them. What if it's for milk? I think they still butcher them. No, they, <laughs> I think they, they still butcher them. Because you want it for milk. You want to milk them. I think a normal cow will all still right. produce milk. Well, yeah, but, like, you have... Okay. Well, I don't know. Some farmer is making enough. sure his cows are happy. I don't know enough about the bullfighting industry. Yes, <laughs> about cow coitus. Uh, but yes, the app's description says it seeks to unite sheepish farm animals with their soulmates. No, it doesn't. Yes. Someone had to type that in. Yes. It says the app plays the role of moopid. Moopid? So, oh, Cupid. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. I was about to be like, what? <laughs> So yeah, it's uh, it's, it's pretty good. I like it. Where do you find this article at again? Who, who uh, put that was, on a series? The Guardian, of so course they did. Of so, course it's the Guardian. So I have uh, um, two articles here because I, I had to expand my knowledge on this. Obviously, uh, Reuters, 
Uh, .com and The Guardian. I've come to expect this from The Guardian, but not Reuters. <laughs> Reuters, Reuters. Reuters. Whatever. Yeah. For sure we can look that one up, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can look up and see how it's actually uh, pronounced. But yeah, and it's 2019, so maybe they'll come out with a, you know, a, a, a Bullman's uh, version. Yeah, maybe they'll... Some bull, oh, some bull oh, bromance. Oh, we're talking about homosexual cows now. I thought this was for good hereditary purposes. <laughs> I... Hey, it's 2019. <laughs> they can do whatever they want. 2019, Fletcher, all right? They can, uh, cows can do whatever they want nowadays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. But anyway, that has uh, been this uh, this episode. going to wrap this up here. Um, Fairly short episode there. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, some uh, some good content. Yeah, some I good think content. so. I think yeah. so. So uh, <laughs> this will be fun to review. I guarantee yeah. it'll be very fun to review. When y'all hear this, it'll be it'll be great. <laughs> so uh, have a wonderful day and goodbye. <laughs>